Hi, this is Carol Miller from iHeartRadio's Q1043 in New York. Finally back with you. Sorry, I've been a little under the weather. On this podcast, we give you a taste of authentic local British radio with our friends, presenters Nigel Pearce and Alan Thompson, and their Groove Britain programs, which have recently done a fantastic job focusing on Abbey Road. This time, Nigel goes in-depth with John Lodge, who's had a legendary career solo and with the Moody Blues on this edition of UK Radio. Well, there we go. Summer Breeze, Summer Song. You are listening to Nigel Pierce, Future Radio 107.8 FM, Swindon 105.5 FM, Radio Stockton FM in uh, the north of England, and Q104.3 FM in good old New York City, courtesy of Carol Miller, UK Radio and iHeartMedia. And I'm very pleased, and in fact, I do say honoured to be able to say to you, on the line I have the one and only John Lodge. John, good afternoon to you. Hi, Nigel. How are you? I'm all right, my friend. Nice to ask. How are you? You must be... I'm hard- great, thank you. You're a hard-working fella today, aren't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> How's life treating you, my friend? Uh, it's treated me fantastic, you know, what can I say? You know, uh, I love what I do, I love where I am, and, uh, yeah. Well, that's short and simple and sweet and to the point. So uh, I like your style, John. I like your style. Mind you, I have liked your style since the 1960s. So there you go. You're telling me <laughs> I'm letting my age go. You know, it's a long time since I was in short trousers, but there you go. Now, looking at your career, we could pick anywhere. Do you sometimes um, pinch yourself to see how far you've come? Uh, it's, it's a strange one, that, because um, it's uh, you do things. It, it's like, I don't know, dropping a pebble. Uh, in a pond, and, and the ripple eventually hits a bit, hits the shore, doesn't it, or yeah. whatever, you know, and uh, it's a bit like that, and uh, I, I try never to look over my shoulder, I, ne- I try never to look back um, uh, and think about it, because you could get lost in that, and uh, I think, you know, as your radio station is, you know, the future is always in reach. Yes, we have a program here, and you're very kindly and obviously welcome on a program that we call Groove Britain. And uh, we like to say to ourselves, and our strapline is that we bring the past into the future. Now, you're uh, a shining example of having many pitches, many plateaus in a career that's lasted since time immemorial, as they say. You know, coming right back from my personal favourite of yours, which is In Search of the Lost Chord, um, which I think is still a fantastic album. And then you come up with um, this latest one, which I've got here. And to say, we're very pleased to play that track there, and I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. You know, it's like a cycle of life within a life, isn't it? Because you've done all these plateaus, and you're still here, still doing what you do so well. Well, it's it, it's just I I have no idea why <laughs> I, I really don't. It, it uh, I, I, all I can think of is that you know perhaps the songs you know reach an emotional stage in some way, uh, and people uh, and an audience sort of uh, uh, recognised what we were trying to do, what I was trying to do, uh, musically and lyrically, and uh, you know there was a, a, a connect between us. And that connector seemed to carry on. And, um, you know, w- when you're young and you write a song, you talk it into your lost chord. And uh, that's sort of 50 years ago. You know? It is, yeah. Uh, but hopefully um, what, what I was writing about, what the movies were writing about in those days, we were talking about us as real people at that age. And hopefully it's transcended to today, you know, because... You know, young people and everything have got the same hopes and dreams that I'm sure that we had. 
and uh, so perhaps that's where the connect is now. Um, I don't try to analyse it. I just try to uh, hope you know I can keep creating music and keep playing. I think you hit upon a point there as well. You say you don't like or try to analyse it. I think sometimes you have to to sometimes stretch yourself or go to a new direction. But I think what you do is you capture it um as a signpost you have something in your mind whether it's that time that period or whatever you put it into words you write the songs you make a mark that is personal to you and as you say catches and uh, clicks with a lot of other people i think you catch time rather than analyzing it and i think that sort of in a nice way sums up a big career of a part of the moody blue success well that's that's i hadn't thought about it that way but i think I think that's a really good analysis. Really, the catching of it is really... Yeah, I like that. Well, there we go. If you, if you ever got a song, you know, you can always uh, send me a note and say thanks very much. It would be very nice. <laughs> Great to talk to you. Now, how did this album come about? Because, uh, you know, we don't want to say too much in the past, and I don't know how long we've got with you, but the point is, this is a mixture of some older stuff and some newer stuff and i think unlike many other people you've got a very very fine balance and i think you've pulled it off um so you know we've just heard summer song some summer breeze summer song and it sounded absolutely terrific so you know what was the inspiration to do this john well thank you very much i what it, it was sort of um, it came together really as a bit of a jigsaw because a movie came out last year called private lives and um the movie got uh, some great recognition, uh, but in the movie, there's a song of mine uh, called Say You Love Me from Natural Avenue. Yep. And uh, I was, you know, I, I saw the movie and uh, I, I, I thought, yeah, okay, <laughs> Say You Love Me. Uh, I'd really like to go back in the studio, find the 24 tracks and remix that in a 2019 style. You know, so the mix would be different, more what today's music sounds like but i wanted to keep the uh, you know the original emotion that the the yeah. all the players all the musicians work with me like kenny jones and chris Spedding. and uh, uh i know no thought about re releasing anything uh, but then i met uh, the people from bmg records um hardwig and peter stack and we started talking and they asked me if i'd like to uh, you know, be part of uh, BMG, and I said yes, and we, we talked about how, what to do, and uh, uh, the idea was, we thought, well, we should try and uh, uh, bring everyone up to the, up to speed who John Lodge was, or J John Lodge is, you know, within the Moody Blues, and who he is uh, outside of the Moody Blues. But you're And uh, then I went, oh, well, it's funny you should say, because I was thinking about uh, Say You Love Me, and... Uh, uh, and also Summer Breeze, Summer Song, uh, because there's a sax player, a sax song oh, yeah. that by Jimmy Jewell, which I absolutely love, who played on, I think, most of the Joan Armour trading songs. And uh, so I started to think about it from that point of view, and uh, I built the album up, and then I thought, well, we'll go back to day one, basically, and that's a song called Evening Time to Get Away, which was off Days of Future Past, but... On the album, on the original album, uh, it didn't get any recognition. It was just part of side B on the album. And I thought, well, I'd like to do that because uh, I've been performing that live on stage. And then I wanted to do Legend of a Mind, you know, because for Ray Thomas, uh, Ray was, uh, mm. you know, a great friend of mine. Yeah. You know, we met when I was 15 and uh, 
we spent our lives together and uh, his parents and my parents became great friends and uh, his kids became great friends with my children and um, so I wanted to keep Ray's music alive so I knew I wanted to record a new recording of Legend of a Mind and the album just kept building up like that it's a very good way to build an album. I mean, you're not the only um, people, person, people, band, whatever, doing this. I mean, it comes very juxtaposition because obviously not too far down the road, we've got the re-release of Abbey Road, 50 years. And the what's coming up with, with that, you know, that was 69. And yet, you know, I know it's the Beatles, but the point is your catalogue with the Moody Blues is still very much the same. It's held in such high esteem by so many people. And, um, you know, the music that is encased within it, it's superb production and it, it scopes to a degree that I find very hard to find on another group or band's album. So, uh, and it still stands up to this day. That must mean an awful lot to you. It, it really does. You know, we had some great people taught, teaching us in the early days, with, you know, in the late teens, early 20s, when we signed to the Decca Record Company. They had technicians there who were not in the studio technicians, but technicians outside of the studio who were mastering the records and cutting the records. And they taught us a lot, you know, uh, because, you know, we were just raw musicians just trying to uh, find our way in life and writing songs and trying to find a way of recording. Uh, but they used to say to us, remember, uh, when you make this record, make sure that you ha absolutely believe it's the right way of doing that particular song because you need it to last for 20 years they never thought of 50 but <laughs> they said you know you really need to make sure that 20 years time you can look back and be really happy and pleased with what you did and uh, and never think oh no i don't like that i think you've done it very well what a, what a like to do with you is to play a little bit of Say You Love Me because obviously this was the song as you said that uh, put this album together or was the catalyst and uh, you know I'd just like to sort of ask you just for a minute or two before we play a little slice of the track is how much does this track still mean to you in an original sense to what you've done with it now because I've heard it already and you've done a lovely mix of it but you've still kept to me the same character feel and sensuality of the original song is that not so? I, I tried on the mix on, on Say Love Me and Summer Breeze, Summer Song, to try and keep the emotion that I remember when I recorded. We had a fantastic time recording this album. It was in the summer of uh, 75, the hottest summer I think we'd ever had. And uh, we, the rest of the guys that were working with me in the studio were so committed uh, to the album. Uh, and, you, you know, as I say, I'm, I, it's a word that's probably used a bit too often, but the emotion they actually put into the music and the commitment, I wanted to keep that. I, I never wanted to lose that. I just wanted to uh, make it more 2019, you know, just from the sound mm. point of view, particularly because I was releasing it on 180-gram vinyl. I wanted, I wanted the uh, frequencies to really come across so that uh, you could either play the album really loud or really quiet but you still <laughs> knew it was the same album well john uh, i'd like to do something with you that you've probably never done before um i'd like you please to introduce the track it's all lined up ready to go so if you'd like to say a little piece about it then we'll have a big chunk of say you love me so john over to you uh this is a new song from beyond and this is called say you love me 
I hate to cut it off there, John, but only for the listeners, because I know that you're a very busy man, but that sounds absolutely terrific. Uh, my hat goes off to you, sir. Well, thank you very much. Chris Bennett did a great job there, did the guitar playing. It's just uh, uh, fantastic guitar playing. It's just, um, yep, he captured the song. Uh, Chris, you know, Chris played on the album, played on my new albums. Uh, you know, what a great guy. Well, I know, as I say, I think it's fantastic. And I think, you know, as I say, it's a shame we've only got a short amount of time because I know other people have sort of got to go behind. And I don't believe in overstaying my welcome because that's not fair and it's not right. You're a very busy man. But before we go, because you've got about five minutes to go before the show closes, um, how do you look back, you know, with all the workings with Justin Hayward and Mike Pinder and all that? I mean, you mentioned Ray Thomas. I mean, the Moody's were a a band that, that was par excellence, weren't they? Uh, I, I, yeah, and uh, I hope hope they still will be in the future. I've no idea, you know. Uh, I, I the Moody Blue always will be. Uh, but what was really wonderful about it, uh, we used to sit round a table, a coffee table. We still got that coffee table, by the way. It's in the cat Roger at, my, at the studios, uh, at the offices, and. You know, when someone wrote a, wrote a song, we just sit round and we, whoever had written the song would play the song to the rest of the guys. And we had this thing between us that as soon as you played the song, it became everyone's song. And that's how we worked every album. And it, it was just an amazing because, it, you know, if Justin had written Nights in White Satin, the bass player of mine, it became my song. The, and the keyboard from mm. Mike it would become Mike's song and, and the flute for Ray becomes Ray's song and the drums would become Graham's song and that's how we worked it all and that's I think that's why we wanted the music just to be who we were that's why the first seven albums didn't have our pictures on the uh, yeah. on the on the album sleeve you know because we just wanted to be one and that one was the Moody Blues well you have come on today because we've turned the program completely over to you so what I'm going to do is uh, finish with a little bit of a song um, I'd like to do Mike Pinder's original a little bit of legend of your mind not to overshadow your mix but you mentioned Ray Thomas sorry and um, you know I'd like to play a little bit of that but first of all I will send a copy of the program to uh, Sharon and uh, so that she can forward it on to you because uh, you're part of an hour special today on yourself and the Moody Blues and I thought you'd appreciate that Thank you, Nigel. That's really kind. Thank you very much indeed. And, uh, yeah, good luck to Future Radio. Well done. Thank you very much indeed. I'll keep your, you know, I've got your number here, but I will contact Sharon because if there's any time in the future, you know, you've got a minute or two or three, whatever. Yeah, any time, please. You know. But uh, just before you go, how do you look at the Moody's from the 60s, your career, all your solo stuff, and to the 2019s? Because I think you've still got something to say. It's just been an incredible journey, absolutely unbelievable. And, uh, uh, you know, someone said to me when I was 17, what are you going to do when you're 21? Well, here we are today. And uh, it's just been amazing. And I'm I'm so pleased that we've been able to uh, sort of be part of other people's lives as well. That's the most, you know, for me, the most amazing thing that's happened. John, you've been a part of my life for the last 20 minutes. I wish we could make it another one. But thank you very much indeed for cutting the time today. And uh, may I wish you all the best and great success with this album. Thank you, Nigel. All the best. Thank you. you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There we go, John Lodge. And we will finish with a little bit of Ray Thomas's original Legend of a Mind. That was Nigel Pierce speaking with John Lodge of the Moody Blues. You can hear Nigel, along with Alan Thompson, on their Groove Britain programs 
on futureradio.co.uk at 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time on Sundays and at other times on Community Radio Swindon and Radio Stockton. Check their websites for times. And you can hear more authentic British radio next time here on our UK radio podcast. U.S. production by Paul Logos for PLX Mastering. And this is iHeartRadio's Carol Miller from Q143 in New York. See you next time here on UK Radio.